fueling your mission all year round. All the laughs, gags, bloopers and more. <laughs> this is the Year in Review on Afternoons with Staffy. Stephen Donald on (laughs) and then Louis you look at my backyard and you look at a bloody washing line that's the difference in pay levels on this damn show I know you wanted to touch on the black caps did I? Well, that's what I got told from the uh, my wonderful <laughs> producer. <laughs> big bangers, big snags for big boys. <laughs> if only we all had brains like James, then we wouldn't make like these geological Issues. mistakes. Yes. Yeah. Geographical. Ge- <laughs> Prime example. Yeah, we're not digging up. We're not digging up stones here, Kirst. I remember years and years and years ago at school, one of our teachers had a hearing aid. But it had a cable coming out of his ear, uh, out of his ear. <laughs> oh yes, Steph. Welcome to the jungle. There's a taster. Welcome to the jungle. The year in review here on Afternoons with Steffi, taking a look back at all the weird, wonderful, quirky, funny, offensive, naughty, cheeky moments on SNZ over the past 12 months. Strap yourselves in, folks. Over the next two hours, we're digging into the deepest vaults of the station to find all the golden moments. Sure to put a smile on your face as we wrap up and head away for the holiday season. Now, I know what you're all thinking. We've heard it all before. <laughs> but uh, but you haven't. Au contraire, Mark, because today we're also peeling back the veil to bring you exclusive, that's right, exclusive Never heard before audio direct from a place specifically labelled not for on-air use. Um, <laughs> so sit back, relax, grab a beer, pull your mates around, and let's have a bit of fun. Ah, uh, where do we start, Steph? Honestly, where well, do we start? Well, I have no idea what you've got in mm. your hidden envelope, so just hit me with something. There's, there's a lot. There's a lot of stuff going on now. Um, I thought maybe what I'd start with is, um, I want you to just get me, uh, just finish the sentence if you can, um, Steph. We love the dogs. And they love to race. That's right. They bloody well love to race <laughs> with Rosso. And a big thanks to Greyhound Racing New Zealand staff this year for supporting the show and the station um, and giving us all a catch cry mm. that um, has somehow become somehow become somewhat of a station motto, hasn't it? It has. Um, you see, for Americans, it's the land of the free. For Australians, it's Aussie, Aussie, Aussie. For England, it's coming home. Uh, or not so much this year. But we've got something special here. We love our dogs and they love to race. 
the endless possibilities of that phrase, Steph. It's like sparks start popping off in your head. Uh, and all of a sudden, you begin, you begin to realise that you could love just about anything. We're all over the shop today, and that's what we love. We love our shops, and we, we love to spend. Oh, look, he loves his golf, and he loves the pup, Rory McElroy. We love a bench, and they love to name it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but I do love a good fence, and... Uh, you love to make them, Paramount Fencing. All right, Brett, I'll uh, stack the quiz. He loves the quiz and I love to play them. <laughs> <laughs> yes! I'm going to hand the mic to, to Sammy uh, because he just loves his Formula 1 and they love to drive. Katie loves the black keys. And they love to sing. Um, you love your walnuts, you love your avocados, and you love the grass and they love to mow. Now, me and Sam, we love our <laughs> NFL and they love to pass. Uh, but, boy, I love the shield and they love to play for it. That is the Ranfurly Shield. I cannot wait. Oh, brilliant, Steph. And um, you, may, you may be wondering how far we could actually take this. Well, I'll tell you how far. Because we love our insert topic, and they love to insert action, went all the way to the top and found itself smack in the middle of a nationally broadcast live NRL match involving the mighty once Vodafone, now one New Zealand Warriors. Left to Fanua Blake. Those post-contact metres, they love to see them, and he loves to get them. They're five metres <laughs> out from the try line. And, and it just came organically. It really did come organically, um, Staff. Now, I'm suspicious that the breakfast crew caught wind of what we were doing <clears throat> and decided they would come up with a catch cry of their own. It started sort of rather subtly, but as time went on, became increasingly more prevalent. Now, I feel as though it's almost become an addiction for mm. the early morning crew. Any ideas what it might be? One of two. Sure. Up and about? Mm-hmm. How good? See where I was, I watched it. We real quick. I was up and about. Knocked him straight out. And, well, last time we spoke to him, he was up and about. And then we got another from Ken. He's up and about. Yeah, we love it here. We, we're all up and about. I'm just talking with Louie. If it gets up, you're up and about. You're, 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 you're Chahoom. If Chelsea lose, wow, you'll be up and about. You'll probably sing us a song. There we go. Joanna, she was up and about. Yeah, very, very good. Dino, we're up and about. I'm up in the studio, mate. What you... Everyone's up and about about those those situations. Daggy is going to be up and about if that one gets home. That's what I'd be all up and about for. All right, Smithy's off. Oh, I hope that song makes you as happy as it makes me. I'm up and about Friday. Up and about. Up and about. I'm up and about. Up and about. I'm up and about. Up and about. Up and about. Up and about. <laughs> unfortunately, oh. unfortunately, Steph, oh. um, it doesn't stop there. Um, up and about is an even bigger epidemic than we first thought. Of course, uh, Nichols, uh, even though he's up and about and uh, training not to be ready. It goes further. Going very well. You, you're up and about. <laughs> Beaver, goodness me, you're sprightly. Oh, week yeah. off, week off helps, you know, Fletch. Yeah, it's. Uh, oh. I don't know how we can cure that, Steph. Un- arguably <laughs> uncurable. No vaccination for that one yet. Um, and Beaver, he tried to get in on the action as well, the whole catch cry action. Um, although I feel like his was a bit more forced. Mm. Okay? So he had clearly just discovered the phrase goings on. Right. He clearly heard that in a film or, or some sort of conversation um, and thought that's the sort of conversation that I want to bring to my radio show. Um, so he decided to drop it three times in 15 seconds just to try and make it stick. When you look, when you look back at the off-season and she's just, the goings-on, mm. it's just fascinating, the goings-on and, I mean, 
sure Mark's been at the centre of a lot of the, the goings-on of the off-season. <laughs> and, uh... oh, yeah, it's, um, I don't know if it did stick, to be honest. I haven't heard many since, but uh, he did really try and get that out there early. It's and, about uh, brand. It's it? true, yeah. It's about building a brand. And, uh, well, Beaver does have one of the best brands here. Now, before we um, really get stuck in, Steph, um, we can't have a blooper reel of just our shows when so much else goes into the station here, from the sales team to the bosses, the engineers, and, of course, our wonderful news readers, Aroha Hathaway and Johnny McNeil. Johnny Mac. Now, we don't spend a lot of time with Aroha, given she runs the uh, morning shift, but we do hear Johnny Mac for four hours every day during our show. And unfortunately for you, Johnny Boy, you are not escaping this year in review Lightly. Here's some of the best of Johnny Mack. Scottish rugby referee Holly Davidson will make rugby history next month. She'll lead an all-female team of of officials <laughs> for the Portugal-Italy men's international. But to be fair, <laughs> of of officials, that's a hard thing to say. I mean, you say of that officials, ten, yeah. ten, 10 times, and, and you probably will stuff it up. Um, another one from Johnny Mack. And Parks heading towards a sellout for the opening game of the, a game of the Rugby <laughs> World Cup next weekend. I don't know how many opening games they've had at Eden Park. Um, you know, obviously respect the decision there, but um, yeah, I'm not sure if that was where Johnny Mack was heading. Or this, and this one could have gone very, very bad, Steph. The 32-year-olds played 270 A-League matches, winning titles with Brisbane Raw, the Melbourne Victory on two occasions, and Sydney FC, and and sits sixth on the all-time A-League goal-scoring list with 80 goals. Sits sixth. Uh, That could have gone horribly wrong. So I'll probably give Johnny credit, actually, for that. Um, He's such an icon here at SCNZ, um, isn't he, Steph? Mm. He's one of the mainstays of the office, a great man, some fierce sporting opinions, which we love. Um, But he's one of the hardest workers. In fact, sometimes he works so hard, uh, he nearly forgets what time of the day he knocks off. She's part of a six-strong team, also featuring Nicole Vanderkay, Ainsley Thorpe, Taylor Reid, Hayden Wilde and Dylan McCulloch. More, that's, uh, that's our lot from, uh, from me today anyway. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think Johnny just lost a, lost a track of time. Um, tell you what we'll do, Steph. We'll take a break. All Part right. one in the books. I've got uh, a sore face. Yeah, I can there's tell plenty, you there is plenty to come. There's, we are scratching the surface here. Um, lots to come. So we'll take a short break. The year in review coming at you right after this. I'm allowed to be doing this. I just don't get it. You're listening to the Year in Review on Afternoons with Staffy. Tame and pop. Yeah, back to uh, back to our Year in Review here on SNZ. Hope you're enjoying it wherever you are. And um, I'm going to kick this particular segment off talking about um, a one Tony Kemp. Staff, if I can. Special, special <clears throat> man. I've learnt uh, from all my days here at SCNZ, at the SCNZ studios that um, you, you don't, you just don't go after Tony Kemp. You know, he's a big guy, a little bit intimidating. He might appear as a nice guy, bit of a teddy bear. He'll always put his arm around you, encourage you, always has a smile on his face. Mm. But uh, I'm not fooled by it at all. And today, I'm going to shed some light on just what kind of human Tony Kemp can be. When the cameras aren't on him, I'd rather be playing golf right now, wouldn't you, Kempy? I know you would, Sam. That's what you, you, you always do. You do <laughs> all around here. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <clears throat> now, 
Mark Watson has a great saying, and that's uh, you don't put two stroke in the Ferrari. Yes, Mark. Um, that's a reference to the absolute temple uh, that Watto runs as his body and the food slash beverage that he puts into it. And it's funny because you put Tony and Kemp together and you basically get the word temple, don't you? Yes, you do. If you just sort of add them together, minus a couple of letters. Um, so it's completely understandable, and I would argue natural, that Tony Kemp would get a little upset at accusations flung at him that his temple, and let's be honest, it is a big temple, mm. uh, is indeed the product of high-quality Musashi energy bars. So let's move on, and let's, and let's do a bit of giving, a bit of spring cleaning with our giving cupboard, our prize cupboard, right? Win a Chemist Warehouse Spring Frenzy prize pack thanks to their friends at Health and Musashi, those big Musashi bars that Kempi can't get enough of and scoffs as soon as they turn up Ooh. and stock, stock the studio. Save me one. I'm there Friday. Yeah, no, I'm I there Friday. Even, hey, Louis, stop it. You know I don't even <laughs> touch those, mate. You've had more of those Musashi bars than me, son. And that's why you're, that's why you're soft. You eat soft food, mate. <laughs> <laughs> it's not soft. It's to make you big and strong like you, Kimpy. See, arms... that's why you're soft, mate, because you actually believe that bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> All right? It's soft food, so don't eat it. <laughs> Come on, mate. Do your, do your question of the day, tough guy. <laughs> wow. <laughs> 21 minutes past six o'clock. <laughs> One round to go in the rugby championship. And here's the question on double eight, double three, oh eight hundred one five oh eight eleven. Will you feel proud of Ian Foster and the All Blacks if we win the rugby championship? Let that one soak in, wash over you. Are you going to be proud of the All Blacks if they win the rugby championship right now? We're tied with points with the Springboks, but we have a bit of a points differential split on them after we gave Argentina a hiding. So we're in the box seat. If we do it, are you going to feel proud of the team? 22 minutes past six, I need a glass of cold, cold water. Don't get a masushi bar. <laughs> Somebody cut his mic. He'll give us great savings every day. Uh, but see, it goes both ways, um, Kempi. Uh, we all know that you love asking the hard questions, but um, isn't it funny when the Musashi shoe is on the other foot, as he found out while chatting to former All Black, second in line to Sam Kane, Matthew Todd. And, and who would you rate as the best number seven who played for the All Blacks? <laughs> 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 He's hung up on ya. He's hung up. Sorry, have we lost him? Oh, that's perfect. <laughs> that, that is perfect. Kimpy. He's, like, He's like, you finally He's like, done me. it. Drop the mic. <laughs> he dropped the mic. No, we've had problems with the phones all morning. Um, he, um, no, it's not a problem with the phone. It's a problem with your question. You got, you got it, you reckon? They got the theme, the Crusaders, I finally got one. Oh, touchy subject, Steph. Touchy subject, Very of course. Matt Todd, uh, like I said, second line to the great Sam Kane. Um, and Kempe went there. And uh, I think it's time to get one back over uh, Kempe. Um, and for this, we head to what I call the secret pre-record booth. Now, oh, no. here's a rule, people. And it's actually a rule that I, I self-instill. The tape is always rolling. 
in the pre-record booth. Quite often our hosts will go in there to voice ads or do pre-records and the tape's rolling before they even start and mm. they don't know this. Mm. And uh, I will slip in afterwards and I will save the audio and see what uh, comes out the other side. Um, so what I've got here is Tony Kemp and I will preface this by saying it was a Friday afternoon and Tony had had a couple of drinks. He had had a few beers, okay? <laughs> Stepping into the pre uh, to the booth to pre-record a promo for our award-winning rugby league show, Running It Straight. What's up, you mugs? Come on and listen to Running It Straight with me and Al Sammy Hewitt. Yeah, he plays darts like a <laughs> Running It Straight. Yeah, baby. <laughs> Bacon, get your head out of your ass and listen to Running It Straight, son. Running It Straight. <laughs> Uh, you'd think, um, but you'd think it'd be pretty simple, um, Steph, to bust out, and you're good at this, um, a 10-second promo. I'll just reiterate that. 10 seconds, a 10-second promo. Easy as, no dramas. You might take two takes, three takes, away you go. Unfortunately, at this stage, I had realised that um, it was going to be a lot harder than I first thought for Tony Kemp to give me a 10-second promo. What I'm about to play you is me attempting to have Kempy Voice this 10-second promo properly for the next two and a half minutes. Every Wednesday right here on SENZ from 3 to 4, it's running it straight myself and the madman, Tony Kemp. That's right, talk, baby. Talk. Running it straight. That's <laughs> 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 too much. That's too much. Okay. <clears throat> Actually, no. Let's, let's just go. Let's just get you to do one and just say... Um, running it straight every Wednesday from two uh, from 3 to 4 on SENZ. All the way through the Rugby League World Cup. Analysis, opinion, results. We've got it all here. Tune in. Running it straight every Wednesday, 3 to 4 p.m. on SENZ. Analysis, opinion. We've got it all here. Running it straight, SENZ. Didn't mention the World Cup, though. <laughs> okay, here we go. Running it straight every Wednesday, 3 to 4 p.m. Me and Sammy Hewitt. Kempe, that's right. Talking analysis. Who scored? Who didn't? During the World Cup, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> Just say, running it straight every Wednesday, 3 to 4 here on SNZ, right the way through the Rugby League World Cup. Analysis, opinion, results. We've got it all here on SNZ. <laughs> running it straight. Here we go. Running it straight every Wednesday, 3 to 4 p.m. Running it straight. <laughs> <laughs> running it straight every Wednesday, 3 to 4 p.m. <laughs> Here we go. Running a shut up. Here we go. Here we go. Running a straight every Wednesday, three to four p.m. Here on SENZ. Me and Sammy Hewitt. That's right, Kempy. All the analysis, all the opinion through the World Cup, three to four p.m. SENZ. How many times do you want to say? Just say. Just say. Okay, I'm going to do one, and then you just copy it. Ready? <clears throat> Running it straight every Wednesday here on ECNZ from 3 to 4. Sam Hewitt alongside Kempe, the madman, talking through all the Rugby League World Cup action, analysis, opinion, debate, and the results right here on ECNZ. Yeah, I can do that. <laughs> Running it straight every Wednesday, 3 to 4 p.m. on ECNZ. Sammy Hewitt and myself, Kempe, all the analysis, the opinion, the results. Of the Rugby League World Cup. Of the Rugby League World Cup here on ECNZ. <laughs> We got there. We got there, Steph. After two and a half minutes, we damn well got there. And it's oh. one of the best promos this station has ever played out. So, uh, I just, why but, didn't you do it? 
Oh, I need it. We needed the we needed the voice of rugby. Well, we needed Kempi's voice on there. He's the one with all the mana and the okay. respect. But he might have lost a bit actually after that uh, particular clip. So, uh, oh. hey, big shout out to you, Kempi. Uh, oh, sorry, Steph. I'm I'm actually just getting a message in my ear here. I think um, Johnny Mac has some breaking news. Let's cross live to him now for the latest. Download the SNZ app today and listen live, or catch up on anything you missed from your favourite show. And in sport, here we go. Uh, we just, um, if you can just bear with me for a tick. Um, do, 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 do. Uh, here we go. Sorry about the uh, delay, folks, but um, yes, New Zealand rugby will consult ah, its key thank stakeholders. You. Thank you, Johnny. Thank you. Do, 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 do. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for the uh, for the breaking news. Um, now, just quickly going back, circling back to the um, Masashi Energy Bar stuff and uh, things that you shouldn't put in your body. Um, can someone tell Izzy Dag um, one of the golden rules in radio, which is um, don't throw, do not put something in your mouth moments before you're about to go on air. Izzy's bomb squad. The dream is over. Hawks Bay's Ramfilly Shield reign has finally come to an end at the hands of a strong Wellington outfit led by the ultimate competitor, Duplessis Karifi will join us after eight. Hold on. Oh, it's had to have a cough there. <clears throat> a match that had it all in terms of history. 2008 was the last time Wellington held the Loggerwood playing their 100th Ramfilly Shield match. But it's Hawks Bay Rugby I want to shine the light on. 15th title defence, which is the sickest, longest defence from any team sickest. this century. You think that you think of the teams they had to do it against. The thriller last year would defied all odds and defended the shield against Canterbury with a try in the dining minutes to the one and only Stor Ash Dixon. Now, I, what I enjoyed the most about that particular edition of Izzy's Bomb Squad staff was the mention of Hawks Bay's sickest longest defence um, and the fact that they defielded the shield in the dining minutes. In the dining minutes. Yeah. Um, so he, he was thr- Whatever was in his mouth, was was it chilli or curry or could something? Could have been a Masashi energy bar. Could oh. be a Masashi. Look, we've got to take a, a very small break for new sport and weather here. Uh, we do have plenty more to come. It's the year in review here on Afternoons with Staffy. We'll be back after news. Uh, I actually can't talk, um, Steph, about putting things in my mouth when I shouldn't because uh, you'll remember a day when I ventured out of the studio uh, to indulge in a little bite to eat from our dear friend Davor at the cafe. Um, Only I was duped, deceived, hoodwinked. Um, Now, you know my relationship with spicy food staff can't go hand in hand. Um, It's like trying to put a circle through a square hole. And had I known that Davor was going to load the mince enchilada with half a bag of jalapenos, I probably would have uh, stayed away. Sam, <laughs> Sam, Sam is melting in the producer booth. What wow. did you order, Sam? You've just started eating. You are the colour of a beetroot. <laughs> <laughs> I um, I can't. It's like I can't actually breathe. I um. I got an enchilada from the cafe. Next door. Just out here. Yeah. 
and like I can't eat anything hot, like <laughs> even remotely hot, like um sweet chili sauce. Can't do it. It's too hot. Even though people are like, it's not even hot. It's hot to me. Did I ever tell you about the time my brother tortured me? I told you about that. Eh? He tied, tied me up in his bedroom and um, dripped Tabasco sauce on my lips. Oh, <laughs> he was a cruel brother. Um, <laughs> anyway, I went and got an enchilada. Is it called an enchilada? And um, I've just taken a bite of it, and it's the hottest thing I've ever eaten in my life. <laughs> and like, I'm only, I literally had like the little corner of it. Like it's, not, it's hardly a mouthful. And I'm only just starting to regain my composure. Um, I don't know whether I keep going because I'm really hungry. I don't know whether to keep eating it, Steph. I, I, peep, I'm not exaggerating here. Davor put half a bag of jalapenos in it. When I opened it up, <laughs> it had more jalapenos than mints. The man was, the man was um, trying to ruin my career. Um, mm. And it's, it's pretty silly when you think about it, not just the eating before you go on here, but eating something hot. I mean, you can maybe maybe get away with sneaking like a bite of a chocolate bar or a muffin or something in mm. before you turn your mic on, but going for something that is literally designed to set your mouth on fire, <laughs> uh, not the best option. Um, but that didn't stop Daniel McCarty and Grant Elliott on the Saturday session who thought um, it'd be a fantastic idea to try a Carolina Reaper chili live on air. Oh, oh here we no. go. Here we go. Why did I have a second bite? Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, I'll describe. He's closing his eyes. He looks like he's in. He's actually he's gone down to the floor now. His hands are on his knees. Uh, he can't speak. <laughs> I think. Do we have? Do we have any? Oh my c- anyone in uh, medical services here? He's breathing heavily. We might have to go to a break, uh, Ben Francis. Twelve minutes away from one o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> we will be back with our sporting tips of the week that you probably should run a mile from after and, this break. And Grant Elliott? Yeah, he's taking a, maybe a right. centimetre oh or two. Word. Oh, my. Oh. Uh. oh, the reaction's immediate. Look at his face. He, he's, he's redder than the actual chilli already. I've swallowed it, Clint. Oh, my word. That feels like a whole packet of... <laughs> Whole packet of pepper. Oh, it's only just going to build too, mate. You're only um, that'll what? be a lot in about another two minutes. Oh wow! Oh, really? <laughs> oh dear! Oh dear! Excuse me. I got to go. National Chili champ- uh, Championship. Grant has eaten. I'm out. What would it, what would that be, Grant? Maybe five percent of that chili. It's <sighs> a good bite, though. It is a well. It's actually. A I'm out. I'll be back. Sure, you're going to be back? Maybe. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> right. I might be down a host. He is bright red. Looks like he's been on the booze for three weeks. <laughs> I bet he would have liked a bit of booze, actually, to wash it down. But uh, probably a little learning curve for, for Grant Elliott, who's, who's also young into his radio career, Steph. Um, yeah, stay away from the from the spicy foods uh, before you go Definitely. on Definitely. Um, now, who doesn't love a good prank? Everyone loves a prank. Everyone loves a good prank, don't they? Everyone loves the prank ability to get one up over your, your colleague or your friend's Second to none, I'd say. Uh, but watch out, because they will be lurking around the very next corner trying to get you back. Two pranks stick out for me in 2022, Mark Stafford. The first comes from the Musashi man himself, Tony Kemp, who, while preparing for his breakfast show this year, was roped into the studio to do a pre-recorded ad for one of New Zealand's biggest and most juiciest sausage companies. Last week, Kempy, remember we were talking about sausages? <laughs> yep. Well, we had a um, a sausage company called Big Bangers reach out to the station 
<laughs> over the week and want to pay for some advertising. They wanted us to do some live reads promoting Big Bangers sausages. So here we are. Well, here Kimpy was before the show recording their live reads. Nice, boys. Yeah. Uh, do you want to do the sausage one next? Okay. Aye. I'll do VO. Yeah. Yeah. I'll do second line. Yeah. Big bangers sausages have a mouth-watering meat meal deal all November long to bar up your Barbie. <laughs> Big bangers are known for their authentic and thick. Brand of sausages that will fill you and your summer guests right up. Whether you want beef, pork, <laughs> sausages. Whether you want beef, pork, <laughs> whether you want beef, pork, lamb, or our world famous cheese extreme, Big Bangers is your one stop shop for sauce of summer. For, not for sauce. They don't want me to say sauce. Do they do want to say sausage or not? <laughs> Like it's sauce. It's sauce, Kimpy. Like, like, sauce. like sausage, like it's, sauce. It's sauce. Oh, One self shop for sauce. Here we go. Here we go. Whether you want, <laughs> I can hear you breathing, mate. I'll turn his ear off. I'll turn no, his ear off. no. It's all right. Here we go. Here we go. Whether you want beef, pork, lamb, or our world-famous cheese extreme, Big Bangers is your one-stop shop for sauce. This summer. <laughs> Visit bigbangers.co.nz for more meat formation. Big bangers, big snags for big boys. <laughs> oh, you got to play that one. I, I, I don't know if we can. Kippy! <laughs> you can't laugh, Kippy. Yeah, yeah, it's a sausage. <laughs> Boys, I might have to get you guys to redo that. <laughs> oh, lucky for them it wasn't uh, a genuine oh. client staff. But they were sold hook, line and sinker, was Tony Kemp. And uh, that ad, fortunately for them, never played uh, commercially, at, no. the, at the least. Um, but listeners to this show uh, will remember something a little closer to home for you, staff, as you were given the opportunity of a lifetime. <laughs> the chance to chat with one of the biggest legends in the NRL, Wayne Bennett. I'm going to play that out for you after the break. Gal, fueling your mission all year round. The broadcast that may just get us taken off air. This is the Year in Review on Afternoons with Staffy. Right, now before um, I play this out, I feel like I need to give people a bit of a backstory here, Staff. So for months we had pranked um, our SEN mate across the ditch, Katie Brown. It was all pretty minor stuff, usually in the form of some false news. Um, <laughs> stories like Roger Tuivasa-Sheik was coming back to the Warriors. Um, the All Blacks were pulling out of the Rugby World Cup. I think that one got thrown at her. Um, so when Katie Brown's producer messaged me and said, we need to get Staff back, I felt obliged to balance the scales, as it were. Um, as much as I'm loyal to you, Staff, I am a man of justice and equality. Um, <laughs> so I liaised with Coach K. They call him Coach K over there. Katie Brown's producer. I quickly discovered that he knew a guy that did a killer Wayne Bennett impersonation. So I said, what if we convinced Steph he was talking to Wayne Bennett? Not just that, but what if we told the fake Wayne to be a real prick to Steph? <laughs> the wheels were set in motion. Uh, it required a little bit more than that, though, because Steph is a clever man. 
And the only way we could make this work was by having the prankster dial into Katie Brown's sh- uh, show and then cross the lines with Staffy here in NZ. Had I given Staff warning and said, hey, we're speaking to Wayne Bennett at the time we usually speak to Katie Brown, I think you would have suspected something was off straight away. So instead of giving Staff fair warning, I told him halfway through the show that day that Wayne Bennett might be available to us between three and four. And uh, Staff's little eyes lit up. It didn't, didn't get much better than this for staff, talking to Wayne Bennett. Close to the time uh, we messaged our group WhatsApp with the Australian team saying uh, we had Wayne Bennett lined up, we'd have to ditch the cross with Katie Brown, uh, and of course they were gutted that they weren't going to get to cross over to our staff, but they understood. You roll the red carpet out for Wayne Bennett. So 3.45 rolled around, we came back from our last break, and after a little bit of setup, staff finally got to speak. To the big man. Joining us now on the show, and we are very grateful for his time, the great man, uh, the co-coach of the 2008 World Cup winning Kiwis, Wayne Bennett, joins us. G'day, Wayne. Yeah, g'day, Mark. How are you, mate? Very well. We have amazing memories of 2008. Does that still stick with you as you've had so many highlights? Where does that sit in your library of achievements? Well, you know, it's a long list of achievements that I've had throughout the years. You know, I've uh, coached you know, premiership sides. I've been, you know, up and down you know, through various teams all throughout the, uh, through my career. And, um, you know, that's probably one of the prouder ones and prouder moments that I've had. So, you know, as happy as you could, you'd expect me to be. Where does International Rugby League sit with you, Wayne? I know you weren't a fan of mid-season test windows because, you know, we've got NRL, we have the Origin window, and then they chucked an International League window in there. Do do you still see it as an important component of Rugby League for the global game to have more internationals and have a targeted area for it? Well, Mark, I mean, you know, I'm not the bloke who gets to blow the whistle and make all the rules and... Mm. So on, you know, with uh, what goes on out there. I mean, you know, I play with uh, the blokes that they give me. You know, I set up the teams. That's why we've got to, uh, you know, we're working on a good squad up at the Dolphins at the moment. Uh, for international, you know, I've, obviously I've been to England. I've coached the blokes over there and I'm still proud of, you know, Burgess boys and everything else that I've achieved. But um, look, it's out of my out of my hands. You know, I, I can't affect these sorts of things. So the big thing you can affect is the Redcliffe Dolphins. You've taken on a big old project. Um, a, how much of a challenge is it to to build? I mean, it's a club that's been around for a long time, but it's a big step to go to NRL to take on all of these developed and formed clubs. How, what's the biggest part of the challenge for you? Well, mostly it's about, you know, uh, we'll start as, you know, we've got to get a list together. You know, you've got 17 blokes aside, you know, we, we're trying get a, whoever we can and a lot of you blokes you know you're, you're all faster you know jump on you know, who's going to be recruited next who's going to be up and, and you know who's going to come up to, to Redcliffe but you know we, these are the sorts of things that's why I don't like talking to you blokes a lot of the time because you know you, you take one thing you take it out of context and the next thing you know you know you've got a story that's that doesn't exist and you know um, that's why you know, look, the, the people I'm working with they're telling me you know, talk to Staffy, he knows his stuff, and he won't, 
Anyway, I think I've, I've probably said enough about that for now. Yeah, no, I was just wondering about the forming of a club. Like, you, you have to build, not only get a playing roster, but there's all the support staff and all of that sort of stuff. Like, is there a readiness from what's existing at Redcliffe or is there a big staffing situation? Um, I guess more strength and conditioning. There's the medical situation. There's the administration as well. Is that as big a task as bringing players together? to it than, than all of that. I mean, you've obviously have listed a lot of the criteria that, uh, that goes into you know, coaching and looking after the administration of a, a rugby league team, but, you know, the Dolphins will take care of themselves, and that's why, you know, we take the boys out, you know, we uh, try and take the, their heads out of the game. We try and, you know, you get them off the gog, you get them off the drugs, you get them off the women, you get them out of jail, or whatever it takes, you turn them into a superstar, and next thing you know, you know, you've got you know, a championship side, and that's what I did in 2008. We did uh, in previous years to that, and um, that's always been you know, uh, my plight as, as, a, as a coach. Yeah, so uh, are, you, are you loving it? Are you still loving it, Wayne? Like, you've, you're one of the best that's ever done it. And um, if not the best that's ever done it, was this was this one you wanted to tick off? They put a challenge in front of you and said, "Let's go and build this thing." Are you like a hell year guy? Are you like you? you are you loving it? <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I mean, you know, there's nothing quite like building a team from the ground up. You mm-hmm. know, and uh, that's something that uh, you know is close to my heart. As I say, there's nothing quite like building blokes up, especially those guys that, you know, have, have, have been down in the dumps and you can get them up, you get them going. And, you know, with the, the Dolphins, you know, <coughs> there's a lot to look forward to. <coughs> Not sure who that is. Boy, Staffy, <laughs> today you suckers got served. That is no way better. <coughs> Jeez, That's not Wayne. You're not even talking to Wayne. <laughs> I thought you'd just talked over Wayne Bennett. I thought you'd just talked over Wayne Bennett. Oh, my God. Hey, listen, Staffy. You know, if there's any other problems, uh, my voice is starting to change back into my regular voice now. I don't know what's going to happen. I know pretty much nothing about rugby league, and uh, it probably showed. <laughs> <laughs> Jonas, oh Jonas, or should I call him Judas? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> maybe I am. Fantastic, mate. Sorry, Staffy. No, but Katie's not sorry. I don't think. Absolutely oh, no. brilliant, Wayne. I hope the Dolphins suck. Oh, you handled it well to, in the end, Staff. But boy, were you sold hook, line, and sinker throughout that chat. And you, the look on your face when Katie Brown um, interrupted, oh. you were just. Mortified. Gosh, you were absolutely mortified. Um, oh, another breaking news here from uh, Johnny Mac. Let's have a listen. NZ, it's Kiwi for Sport. Gal, fueling your mission all year round. Seriously? Are we even allowed to be doing this? I just don't get it. You're listening to the Year in Review on Afternoons with Staffy. Logan Swinkles. Yes. Producer of uh, Mornings with Ian Smith. Uh, probably one of the biggest hockey, uh, that's ice hockey fans, um, 
here at SNZ staff, bigger than me, I mm. would say. Mm. Um, and when you're given the opportunity, the chance to regale the audience with a bit of ice hockey, you want to absolutely nail that because you know it might be the only chance you get. We don't talk a lot of ice hockey. So you clear your voice, you puff up your shoulders, turn on that mic, and whatever you do, whatever you do, do not bump the ad button halfway through your speech. Not even arguably. He is the best player in the world right now. You talk about me being a hockey-watching freak. He is just a hockey freak. Like, he... He skates, like the way he skates is unbelievable. And the scary thing is, is that, you know, he's a few years into his... traffic on the way home. Well, you need a... He's a... Oh, shit. <laughs> Whoops. 47 on SENT. For your chance oh, to not win sure, the- Not sure he'll ever get that chance again today. <laughs> He was talking Good about recovery how, as well by the, by the man. I can imagine him like flailing his arms, talking about the guy skating, and he's hit the ad button. Yeah. All right. Well, hey, hour number two coming at you. New sport and weather at three o'clock. One hour to go, people. Great throw, Sam. Nice little bit of white lotus to kick us off for the second hour. Steph, Chicka wow. hope you're having fun uh, if you're listening in. A um, few texts coming in on double eight, double three. Uh, just a bit lighthearted to finish the year it as is. we look back uh, on everything that's taken place on ECNZ in 2022. Um, I want to start this hour, Steph, if I can. Um, just taking a bit of time to thank um, some of our backroom staff here at ECNZ. A lot of uh, the glitz and glam uh, goes towards um, our hosts, which is justified. And often us uh, producers get a good rap uh, on air as well because people know who we are. You know, we're on the mics, etc. But mm. sitting alongside us uh, in the booth are some very capable and, and passionate young assistant producers who are often the ones you talk to on the phone. Uh, they're the ones who dish out all the prizes. They put up all our podcasts, do our social media, help us with organising the show. Um, I'd say they're the future here of SENZ and the work they're putting in um, is second to none. So a big shout out to uh, Brian Rardity on mornings, uh, Jacob Scott uh, in the run home, Emma Olsen who used to work here, um, Ben Pierce, Niv Singh, Robbie McFarlane, Sanjay, uh, and two in particular staff. The first uh, is young Neeps who uh, was with us for the best part of a year. Everyone will remember Neeps for his laugh in the background of our show <laughs> uh, and his obsession with UFC, which we loved. But Neeps went over to Brecky and uh, he's doing a great job over there. So big shout outs to Neep, uh, shout out to Neeps for the work uh, he does here at SCNZ. And of course, our very own Captain K, who uh, came to us a few months ago. And uh, this guy's a legend, isn't he, Steph? Um, work ethic, second to none. Uh, he has a sporting memory better than most encyclopedias. Uh, he's great at running our social and podcast accounts. And most importantly, Steph, he's just a great bloke. Uh, so big ups to Captain K and all the producer crew here at SCNZ. Uh, certainly couldn't do it without you. Um, and so it's fitting uh, that we include this next clip in here because... <laughs> You're buttering up to tuck <laughs> Because uh, it is from Andy Thompson and the Rural Roundup, which of course Young Neeps helps look after. And it's, a great, and it's great to have a, a rural show here on the station, Steph. No one um, perhaps more excited than Andy himself. Welcome back to the Rural Roundup. My name is Andy Thompson. Great to have you with us on the show. Double eight, double three. Love to hear from you. Well. Oh man, he is pumped yeah. up. He is pumped up about that. Um, something else uh, Neeps has had to deal with uh, with Andy. And look, everyone out there I think can appreciate when you're trying to make over 12 hours of radio uh in any given day, a few curse words are going to slip in from time to time, mm, mm. Steph. The problem is 
you can never quite anticipate when those words are going to come. So you can imagine the absolute scramble that takes place after someone drops an F-bomb live on air. And in this next clip, I think you will audibly hear Andy Thompson clamouring over his papers to try and recover his award-winning broadcast. And then I tried to move the bucket for him and he was biting my face. He must have thought I was stealing the feed. And then I'm telling him, well, I would just eat it out of the shed if I wanted to eat it. And the neighbours must be like, what the f***? Well, you know, oh, sorry. What the gosh is wrong with this girl? Oh, dearie me. We love that. Um, so, um, when, so Julia Jones... <laughs> it throws you. I'll tell you now, it throws you. You just don't see it coming. Um, another one of the background staff here at the station is none other than Joey Bell. Mm. Uh, breakfast call on the rat. I call him Joey Bezos. I call uh, him Smiling Joe. You call him Smiling Joe Bell. The man is a, a very lovable character, but a silent assassin. Staff, if you've ever witnessed a barb or roast from Joey, you know how brutal he can be. But the question has to be asked, how well does Joey himself handle being roasted? We found out when he filled in on mornings with Ian Smith, cocking up one of Smithy's most sacred segments, Stump by Smithy. Now, Joey was filling in on this show, and some might argue that this was the big time for Joey, uh, given his chance to take the shot and, uh, well, let's just say uh, it got off to a touchy start. Ben, first question. Who will Israel Adesanya fight in his middleweight title defence at UFC 276? Uh, Jared Kenanier. Just a couple of chips down the wicket, right in the slot, and away it goes. You would have got that one, Smithy? No. Not a chance in the world. I mean, just just wrap it up, wrap up the voucher, wrap up the sleep drops, put a little red ribbon or pink ribbon around them and send them straight down to Ben, will you? This is ridiculous. <laughs> UFC. Good God, man. Hey, Rightio. Good choice, Ben. Nice book sort of stuff. It continued, um, staff, as, as Joey approached question two. Tensions in the Hawks Bay were well and truly high for Ian Smith. Joey had poked the bear. And the pair had decided to poke back. Israel, Kierkegaard France, and Ozzy Alexander Volkanovsky are all preparing <laughs> for title fights under the same gym. Name that gym. Uh, city kickboxing. Just a couple of chips down the wicket, right in the slot, and away it goes. Oh, Smithy, Smithy, I'm feeling, I, I think Ben's got this one. Ben. Yeah, and I'll tell you what, you're enjoying your one and only appearance as compare as well. So just carry on with carry on with question three. Oh, and it doesn't end there, Steph, because as we approach question three, Joey delivers a knockout punch to his career, and Smithy becomes unhinged because despite Joey Bell explaining the rules of this game for five minutes before it all started, he somehow still managed to get it wrong to get what is arguably the easiest quiz segment on this radio station. In what year did Dana White become president? Oh, I wouldn't have a clue. Um, I'll take that and go... 2002. One of the worst things I have ever seen done on a cricket field. Wow. Wow. Uh, Wow. (laughs) So 1993... Yeah, yeah. It became... Right, so... Yeah. I'm led, I'm, so Dana White wasn't the president from the outset? No, he was not, no. Ah, right, okay, so... And if, by the fact you said he was pretty close there, uh, Ben, I, I'm, I'm going to go, he wasn't too far away, so... I'll say he was the president by the turn of the century, so I'm going to say 1999. 
one of the worst things I have oh, ever seen kidding. done on a cigar. <laughs> oh, Smithy, Smithy, Smithy. I think you overthought that. <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> oh, thanks, coach. Sorry, sorry. I'm, try- I'm trying to pump you up. Hey, you're, you're getting close. You're really good at this. Uh, Richie, Richie, you're up next. Oh, hold it. Where's it? What, what's going on? Well, how's the game work? What's going on? Oh, we're going to have to explain this. Now, we're going to have to give away two vouchers here because I got it wrong too. So Ben won, right? Oh, right. Ben from Christchurch. This is why I had my doubts about you taking over the ship here, <laughs> Joey. But now, of course, we've got Richie from Upper Heart who, who has, rung up, has rung up as well. You've put him through. So now you have to find a question for Richie. Right, just one of those. Point one. Okay, and 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 give him a chance. There you go. And if he wins, we've got to give him find another voucher from the TAB on your account, Joey. So here, off you go. <laughs> okay, no, fair enough, fair enough. That's on me. Hey, my bad, Richie. Oh. This is a freebie. Uh, I'm gonna give. I'm gonna give you a soccer football one. Okay. Yep. Who is the incoming owner of Chelsea FC following the sale of the club? Well, you get to keep that voucher. Yes. <laughs> Richie, you had a chance, um, but unfortunately, mate, they didn't come through there. Ben, I hope you're still on the line. Uh, ben, I don't know. That's just an absolute schmozzle, that. I, I apologise for what happened there, but uh, you stay on the line, Ben. You have won a $50 voucher from the TAB. And um, yeah, stay on the line. Brian will get your details. And you, Joey? You're sacked. You're absolutely <laughs> sacked this compare. I mean, that is just bizarre. Um, Staff, I can confirm that um, Joey has not appeared on uh, Mornings with Ian Smith since that incident. No surprises um, So, yet. yeah, Smithy, once he makes his claim, uh, he sticks to it. Um, oh, I think Johnny's got some breaking news for us. 14.76am in Auckland. This is SENZ. It's Kiwi for Sport. Making SENZ news, just awaiting John McNeil, I believe. Stormy weather in Wellington. Yes, good afternoon. Oh, <laughs> it snuck up on me. Good afternoon. I'm John McNeil with SENZ News. Uh, the news will sneak up on your staff. It really will. It catches you off guard. Uh, we're going you to know take- what I'm loving? You're playing the little news thing in the bloopers and the bops and everyone out there look around and go, the news is fired <laughs> off early. Yeah, Captain Casey, I probably should give you um, a disclaimer of when we're actually playing the news. Yes. That way you know what's what's genuinely coming. Um, we're going to take a short break. When we come back... Bacon just ran. <laughs> when I come... <laughs> When we come back, um, I've got a few cases of mistaken identity. Very common here at SENZ, so stick with us. Gal, fueling your mission all year round. The broadcast that may just get us taken off air. This is the Year in Review on Afternoons with Staffy. Oh, welcome back into the year in review. Um, and we are all guilty here, Steph, of uh, mistaking an identity from time to time, aren't we? Right. Um, the person you see on the street who you think is somebody else, so yep. you give them the awkward wave, or the person who recognises you at the party and you call them John the whole night when they're actually Dave yeah. or Darren. Um, <laughs> but for Izzy and Kempe, the curious case of mistaken identity, the cases, I should say, are a rather common theme, particularly Kempe who struggles with any name that has a hyphen in the middle. Mm. Uh, Dallin Wateni's Lesniak becomes Wozlesniak. 
<laughs> Chanel Harris Tavita is Chanel Tavita Harris, and Nelson Asafa Solomona becomes Nelson Asafamona. Um, but there's no, there's really no excuse uh, for stuffing up one of New Zealand's all-time great female cricketers. Not once, not twice. But three times. Just a quick update on the cricket boys. The girls are chasing 103, and they've just lost Susie Devine to a run out where Amelia Kerr's hit it down the wicket, and it's touched the bowler's hand as uh, oh. Susie Devine's walked down and hit the wicket, and, and she was on fire. Susie Devine, 23 of 26. So um, a big loss of a wicket there. They need 60 or 63 balls uh, to beat the West Indies in the T20. As he is no different, Steph as we found out when he tried giving a shout-out to one of New Zealand's biggest icons. Quick shout-out to Dave Dobbin, too. He's dealing with his own health uh, problems at the moment. Read that the other day. So uh, one of the great all-time New Zealand magicians. <laughs> Look, I, I, I know what Dave Dobbin does with a guitar in his hand is impressive, Steph. But he the is man, a musical magician. The, the, the man stops shy of pulling a rabbit out of the thing. Um, <laughs> although, although... There may be, there may very well be a magician named Dave Dobbin out there that, you know, Izzy seems to know and no one else does. Um, now, one of the highlights of my morning, Steph, is getting to hear Smithy make an appearance towards the end of the breakfast show because there's always fireworks. Um, I don't know if maybe because breakfast are on a high about finishing their show and Smithy is fired up for the start of his, but whatever it is, they love to throw a barb or two at one another. Probably warranted um, because of what guys like uh, Kempi and Izzy dish up. Smithy, we'll sleep on it thanks to Temper with you. And on Monday, hopefully you've got a good line for us on the Blackferns and you can tell us whether they're a genuine World Cup contender. I shall. I shall. I'll keep very close eye on them. I'm looking forward to it, actually, uh, to be perfectly honest. Uh, but I, I must confess, I didn't realise that you guys that were actually drinking uh, until this morning when you did the Friday tipple uh, because I, I didn't realise, uh, Izzy, that... Uh, I did not uh, realise for one second that Dave Dobman was a magician. Uh, and, uh, and I didn't realise either. I musician. Either. All this time during my... I corrected my job. it. And Kempe. And Kempe. Stockley. Just go, go back come on, and come off the, the boat, tape, Kempe. Yeah, come on, Kempe. Uh, all my What's years of growing Sophie, up through to the tender old age of 65. <laughs> Sophie Bates, that's a good one. But how about this one? How about this one? When... When Robin is getting advice from Superman all this time, I thought he was working for Batman. <laughs> we're on one. Oh, they were on one indeed. Um, and it might have got a touch personal from time to time, Steph, when Smithy decided enough was enough one day. Um, he was sick of what he had to stare at down the camera and look at on a daily basis and even brought into question the very economics of the station SENZ. Thanks to Temper, they've got mattresses, pillows and adjustable bases which conform to the exact shape of your body for unrivaled comfort and support. Smithy, morning, mate. Hey, Louie, how are you, guy? Uh, good, nice to see you back in the flesh, mate. Just, uh, it wasn't the same without you. And it's nice also to see that you've got the backdrop behind you that the other two have, um, you know, don't have to put up with. We've got <laughs> Kempe's, of course, his luxurious look over the whole of the Bay of Islands, which is fantastic. I, I, you know, I love it. Uh, and then you've got Izzy's, of course, who looks out on his estate, his massive estate that he's got there down just on the outskirts of Christchurch. And then, Louis, you look at my backyard and you look at a bloody washing line. That's the difference in pay levels. See? I've got a washing line I look out at. That's the difference in pay levels on this damn show. He's come off the back fence. Wow. <laughs> look, I think there's a pretty uh, simple solution to that, Steph. Move your washing, Smithy. I was going to say move Smithy to breakfast. 
All that. <laughs> yeah, or, or move the washing. Um, another person who struggled with names this year, and I think you can probably forgive him given the difficulty of the name, um, is Ricardo Ball, who tried his very best to shed light on the current situation of a particular former All Black. Um, now, Carl is off overseas. Carl Tuanukiyaki. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and again, two minutes later. Carl Tuanukiyaki. <laughs> I think it's two different pronunciations altogether. Um, and our final case of mistaken identity comes from none other than Kirsty Stanway on the run home during what is arguably my favourite segment on the radio here at SENZ, and that is their cross uh, with SEN's Joel and Fletch in Sydney on a Wednesday. Take a listen to this. Hey, guys, just before we get into all things uh, seriousness, uh, did you know it was 10 years ago since Levi Hawken made your country famous? Do you know who Levi Hawken is? You're no. looking at me like you don't know. But is he the guy in the wheelchair? No, that's <laughs> Stephen. Okay, so that's Stephen. I'll give a bit of a... Give... <laughs> and he wasn't, he wasn't a Kiwi. He wasn't a New Zealander, Kirsty. sorry. Oh, <laughs> yeah, Levi Hawkins. He's the, uh, Nick, He's Minute the Nick Minute guy. guy. Um, certainly not solving um, you know, the mysteries of a black hole by any stretch of the imagination. Um, oh, dear. Steph, there, there's something about this place here at SCNZ. Um, it's like a red mist. A, like a truce-inducing scent. Right. Something that makes everyone in this damn building want to sing. I think I've heard every single person on the station bust out a tune at some point, whether that's Tony Kemp. Yeah, Joe, you know. Let's go. Let me take you to a place I know you want to go. Oh, it's, it's a, a good life. life. Wasn't half bad from Kempe. Um, Of course, Paul Mowati always loves the tunes. The Peace Train, the mighty man, Paul Mawadi's favourite Cat Stevens song. It's Cat Stevens' birthday today, Mo. Oh, happy birthday. Uh, what, Yusuf Muhammad? Yes, uh, Yusuf Islam. Islam, ah, yes, indeed. Uh, now you I'm watching too much athletics. <laughs> you wouldn't have known, but uh, Sam put your fader up there, so we heard you singing along, which was just beautiful. Oh. <laughs> 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 oh, uh, no. There was even a time, um, Steph, that I caught Stephen Beaver Donald busting out a tune. I can't remember... Last time I thanked you, keeping your distance unintentionally too close for comfort. Just ain't close enough. <laughs> well, I don't have that talking. I just need to, I get bored with it. Sometimes I'll just break out in the beautiful tune. Oh, Stephen. Oh, you recorded that? Absolutely. Yes, that will go into a no, you can't. <laughs> I can edit it, mate. Don't no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I think that was early on, Steph, when um, Beaver didn't quite work out how uh, the recording booth worked, uh, but easily editable. Um, but don't think you're immune. Immune to it, Mark Stafford.
That's actually an original tune. You you came up with that. I don't even remember that. Well, that's because it was in the secret booth. You didn't know that it was recording at the time. Wow. But, uh, yeah, that was playing in the background, and you you just came up with a little ditty over the top, and I actually think you did a pretty good ba- uh, job of it. But um, but let's be honest, there is one man at the station who stands well above the rest. They call him the man with the velvet lungs, with a voice so pure it makes a wolverine purr. A man we call Ian David Stockley-Smith. Well done, Smithy. Beautiful, beautiful. Isn't and, he uh, a national treasure? Oh, he just is. He really is. Um, and he features quite heavily throughout these last two hours, and understandably so. Just before we get to the new staff, um, I just wanted to pay homage to some of the other great shows we've got here on SENZ. Running It Straight, Centre Pass, The Rugby Run, Bleeding Black, and of course, our newest addition to the stable, Phoenix Nation. Mm. Um, I enjoy Phoenix Nation not just because we get an hour off every Thursday, but because of the high quality A-League content that Ricardo and his guests provide. Some of the access Ricardo is able to get is second to none. I mean, he's got guys sharing secrets that have absolutely no place on a radio show. Yeah, well, what do you think of your FIFA stats? Where do you reckon they've got it right and where do you reckon they've got it wrong? Oh, I mean, I think they're pretty poor. I wouldn't mind if they're a little bit higher, but uh, oh, it is what it is. I don't think I've ever played with myself on it. I always jump on the likes of, you know, Man City, Real Madrid and that. <laughs> oh, dear. I'm going to leave the play with myself alone for, for, for now, Scott. Um, do, do you, uh, how much do you reckon... Well picked up by Ricardo. Um, And I mentioned um, Ricardo has a penchant for getting the most out of people. Perhaps sometimes um, he pries just a little bit too much staff, as we found out with journalist Hamish Bidwell, who joined Ricardo's show to talk, well, anything, anything but cricket. First series loss at Home Home Source since 1994. I mean, where do you you want to stop? Um, Plenty of those, mate. We should talk a few other things, though. I know you wanted to touch on the black caps. Did I? (laughs) Well, that's what I got told from the uh, my wonderful <laughs> producer. <laughs> Have you stitched him up, or has he stitched me up? Let's, I'll give you five best five seconds on the black caps. They are an irrelevance at the moment. There you go, Ricardo. Um, <laughs> we've also got extra time staff, which um, seemingly is hosted by a different individual every single night. But just before I get to this next clip, you know when you get really passionate and fired up about something mm. and you just get sucked into any little debate or argument around it and you can't stop, that fire in your belly wells up and, and you're just overflowing with opinion. Um, well, I'd argue that there's nothing worse in that moment than being interrupted in the middle of your rant. Um you're trying to get your point across in the most succinct and convincing way, and someone or something just completely cuts you off. Well, imagine how Mark Watson feels when in the midst of a passionate rant about the All Blacks on extra time, this happens. Well, when you start accepting All Black losses, you compromise the All Black brand. We've got a brand around the world that says we're about performance, precision, and no compromise. We've never had... We've never, ever had... Sorry, that's just my mum phoning the programme, making sure that I'm slowing down when I'm speaking. Um, 
<laughs> now I've just lost my train of thought. <laughs> as you would. As you would, Wano. As you would. That's understandable. Uh, uh, we're going to take a break for new sport and weather. We've got a half an hour to go. We haven't even really touched on our show, Steph. That's what I'm worried about. That's coming up. <laughs> Could have had another gaff right there, Steph, with your mic on. Could have. <laughs> Oh, I'm just going to come straight back in because we don't have a lot of time and I need to rip through as much of this as I can now. Uh, before we get to us, lucky to ask Steph, uh, the run home. Mm. The hilarity that 4-7 to seven brings us each and every day. I feel like I could fill an entire show just with those folks from 4-7. to seven. In fact, the uh, folder of their content was actually so big it took me half my day to download it onto <laughs> my computer. Um, but I'll start, if I may, with a one Stephen Rex Donald, uh, the man with a voice that could tell Whitebait to jump into a net and they'd do it without hesitation. We all know what he did on the field, but it's what he's done off it that's just as impressive. You know, started his own drinks company, Grins. Um, He's appeared on television shows, and now he's a fully-fledged radio host. His sporting analysis, second to none. But surprisingly, Steph, I think Beaver's talents lie not in the four-to-seven time slot, but in the commercial team. Mm. The way this man voices our ads here, he could be selling underwear to a nudist, (laughs) you know, and they'd buy 10 pairs. Mm. Take a listen to Beaver voicing some of our ads. There's just one year to go. All eyes will be on France as they host World Rugby's Showpiece event. Be a part of it with All Black Tours. Learn more at allblacktours.com. In the world of sport, you get called many things. But one thing you can never call me is late for dinner. Unless there's a big game on. Get your Macca's favourite delivered with Mac Delivery. Dinner <laughs> sorted. And you won't miss a thing. McDelivery, delivering your Macca's favourites straight to your door. I'm sold. I'm absolutely you sold. You won't miss a thing. Oh, it's just fantastic I intonation. I just want McDonald's now. I, me, me as well. But the problem with Beav is that I think he enjoys the ads a little bit too much, Steph. And uh, sometimes he can get caught out from time to time when the job requires something just a little bit outside of the job description, Mm. which can happen in radio, as we know. So what happens when Beaver, who is very used to having Kirsty Stanway running the ship, is found in the studio on his own with the clock winding down and an ad break fast approaching? Thanks for listening. Kirst, have we got you? (laughs) No, still no Kirst. Well, people, this is a moment in history. I will throw us to my first ad break after three and a half weeks. Uh... Have a break, everyone. Enjoy the ads. <laughs> <laughs> enjoy the ads. I've never heard someone throw to an air break saying enjoy the ads, but I do love it from B. Um, so many highlights on the run home. Uh, staff, Teamless Tuesday, Drive to Survive, Beaver's Best. Uh, the show consistently uh, entertains. But there are times uh, when they do step over the line. Always hard to know how much personal information to give your audience, isn't there, staff? You want to give them a glimpse into your life, but you don't want them knowing all of your sacred secrets. Unfortunately, one day, uh, Beaver crossed that line. Um, and, yeah, screams don't go any faster at me every single time I go for a jog. Got the balls out today, actually. Did a few drop kicks. Excuse you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they pulled back some memories. <laughs> Clip that, Jacob. Oh. Clip that straight away. I press away. the dump button. <laughs> that was just rude. <laughs> That was very rude, Beaver. How many balls did you get out? Uh, Three of mine and two of the kids. No, no. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, 
<laughs> no, it couldn't have got worse. Um, I can't leave the run home, though, Steph, without making mention of the wonderful Kirst Stanway, who so often brings balance to that show. Um, she's the perfect Robin to Batman Beaver. Or maybe it's the other way around. But all we know, uh, but we all know, sorry, that Kirst works a million jobs. She pops up on TV screens, radio dials, and even uh, perhaps New Zealand's longest drive competition. So you can forgive her for the occasional slip of the tongue, especially in a subject that many of us struggle with, and that's finding things on a map. If only we all had brains like James, then we wouldn't make like these geological Issues. mistakes. And, yes. Mm. Geographical. Ge- <laughs> <laughs> Prime example. Yeah, we're not digging up. We're not digging up stones here, Kirst. You said yes. Speaking of uh, digging up stone staff, it is the festive season. Johnny Mac has some uh, interesting news for us on gift cards. Three quarters of consumers regularly receive gift cards, but can be left shortchanged if they use uh, if they expire before they used. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for that, Johnny. Radio staff, we got to we got to look at ourselves. We got to take a short break, but after that, we tuck in to afternoons with Steffi. Gal, fueling your mission all year round. Seriously? Are we even allowed to be doing this? I just don't get it. You're listening to the Year in Review on Afternoons with Staffy. I think it's time now, Steph, uh, we spend a good amount of time on our own show. Obviously, it's the one we're the most familiar with. Uh, we know everything that's happened between 12 and 4 over the last 365 days. So let's take a moment to look at just how out of hands, uh, out of hand things can get with us on any given afternoon here uh, from 12 to 4. And I say out of hand because quite often our conversations steer into areas some might call inappropriate, <laughs> others might say offensive. Um, But to this day, I'm happy to say that we are yet to receive a broadcast standard complaint ourselves, um, which is surprising uh, when we're talking about things like this on here. Um, Pup, excuse me, what an absolute knob. Pup, was that? Oh, Michael Clark, yes, yes. We could go, that could be a midday madness. Biggest knobs in sport. Oh my goodness, should we do that tomorrow? Biggest knobs in sport? Is that that a bit too negative? (laughs) I'd have to clarify what that means. Biggest... Um, pain. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> you're in a hole there, Steph. What about this one? And oh, on Sunday, you told us that you were you were having a. I didn't say. I didn't say camera that. elsewhere. I didn't say that. On here, you did. Don't that's, think I that's did. why I felt comfortable to talk about it. You said I don't really want to talk. I'll tell about you it. what. It's um. I love the drugs. <laughs> that's probably not a lot. That's don't cut that. Don't cut that audio. Yeah, cut that audio. I, I enjoy the drugs that were administered. Okay, that's where that, that chat was going. Staff, this is my personal favourite of the year. Hearing aids. Do they have lithium batteries in them, and you recharge your so. hearing aids yeah, overnight so. or something? I think so. I think so. Yeah, I don't know. Because I think something along those lines. I remember years and years and years ago at school, one of our teachers had a hearing aid, but it had a cable coming out of his ear, uh, out of his ear. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Where did that cable come from? Where? And how is it charging the batteries? <laughs> oh, Steph, it was uh, hard to get myself together after that one. That yes. sort of went on for the rest of the afternoon. Uh, this one, a little bit more serious. North Harbour. Correct. Ryan Fuck Fox won the Dunhill <laughs> Links Championship this weekend. What course was it played at? Oh, gee, Steph. I hope you didn't hear that, Ryan Fox. Good friend of the show. Um, oh, I really hope you didn't hear that one. Sometimes they are genuine slip of the tongues, though, and, and I can understand those ones like this. All live on Sky Sport. You're on Afternoons with stuff. Stuffy. 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 <laughs> oh, Stuffy. I, t- I was just actually thinking it's getting stuffy in here because I had to turn the aircon off because it was so cold. Maybe we should call it Afternoons with Stuffy until they change the aircon and then we'll go back to Stuffy. How is the icon in there today, by the way, Steph? Manual. Manual? Yeah. Yeah. 
as you as per. Ten minutes on. Ten so, minutes on. Okay, so we do have to call it afternoons with Stuffy until they fix it. What about this one? And Portia Woodman was on the ground, and they were looking up, and Sarah said to me, if I wanted anyone in that situation, it was Kelly Brazier. She's not the farthest, uh, fastest, <laughs> but she's the she's the gutsiest. I'm not even sure you want to put fartest and gutsiest in the same sentence, Steph, for poor old Kelly Brazier. Um, sometimes through your fraudulence, though, you, you sometimes let slip your most deep and darkest secrets. Um, that's right, people. We learned things about Steph we never knew while listening in from 12 to 4 each day. Green eggs and ham. It's like something like Sam I am. Yeah, it's just a lot of words that rhyme with ham. Yeah, I had that kid when I was a book. <laughs> I had that yeah, book when I was a kid. <laughs> Long lost child, Steph. I would have never have guessed. I would have never have guessed he had a kid somewhere. But uh, when, when, I was a book. when he was a book at some stage. I don't know if that's some sort of euphemism. Maybe it is. Um, one of the highlights um, of the year for me, Steph, was when uh, you got to chat to legendary All Blacks lock Ian Carmo Jones, an absolute icon of the game, a man with bravado, prestige. I think you might have been quite nervous that day, actually. Can you guess why uh, I might think that? I have no idea what's coming. Um, I'll let the people know while interviewing the great Ian Carmo Jones, Steph produced a sound that to this day, oh, no. no matter how hard anyone in this office tries, cannot be replicated. <laughs> it physically cannot be done. How this noise was made, we will never know, but take a listen. To me, they're still our number one and two. Final question, talking to Ian Jones. Um, I'm going to stick with the retallic white lock thing. What on earth was that? One more time. I I still don't know how you did that. So I don't even think you know how you did that. I, I, I can't do that. No one can go that high. That's... It's it's a mouse squeak. It's a mouse squeak. That's in my chair. Oh, God. You know, oh. it, it, to be honest, Steph, at times you can actually be quite offensive. Not not to just me and Kez, but to your very own guests, as we found out when you chatted with former All Black swinger Julian Savia. Not, not, yeah. not too much taro and boil-ups and chop suey, eh? Because, uh, you know, a week of that takes four weeks to get rid of it, Jules. Uh. All right. Um <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that was yeah, that was very very awkward. Now, dodgy um, phone. We've got to talk about our tipping quickly this year, Steph. Um, okay. Listeners to the show uh, who maybe joined us a bit later than January, February would have heard us talk about my complete lack of understanding of the greyhound and horse racing industry. Now I know what you're thinking. Really? You know, you, Sam knows nothing about racing. I'd have no idea because time and time again, Steph, I bring in hundreds of dollars for this show. Um, but there was one time, unfortunately for me, where the uh, facade was completely ruined and my cover blown when I thought I'd found a hidden gem in one of the greyhound fields. Oh, I think it's the only obvious option in that uh, in that particular field, Steph. Um, couple of couple of firsts, couple of seconds, couple of thirds in the last five starts. Um, and having drawn two, the fact that there's a vacant box in three is are you lending towards that? Can I be honest with you? Mm. Can I make a confession that I'm embarrassed about, but I'm happy to do it for the sake of good radio? Mm. Um, when I looked at the uh, race on the TAB mm. and I saw um, number three, I thought, vacant box three, what kind of name is that? <laughs> <laughs> and I saw that there was no trainer and there was no form, and I thought, that's the worst dog I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> It's just entered itself. Exactly. Hasn't had training. It's just going to walk it's a stray. in. Take you guys away. It wasn't until I looked across and saw scratched, and I thought, oh, okay. But uh, I did. I was tempted to take vacant box three. I was tempted. I wonder if it's related to vacant box six. <laughs> yeah, out of the same stable.
It's not even a stable, is it? It's a kennel. <laughs> I did recover from that, though, Steph, to be fair. I've tipped, I've tipped a lot of money out for the show. And uh, just, just to uh, finish, um, I think it's only fair after calling everyone else out for two hours. Um, I myself am not immune to uh, any fraudulent slips of the tongue. And perhaps one of the most famous fraudulent slips we've had on ECN so far and uh, you know how much I love my rugby league staff mm. and how much I love to commentate it has oh, been a dream of mine for years is. and years and years so you can understand how embarrassing it was for me in my first ever Warriors call here on ECNZ I'd done the hard yards we were two hours into the call we had done an hour and a half pre-game I'd done the hard yards there were just 30 seconds left not looking good uh, Kempe 68% completion for the Warriors tonight 68% which is uh, which is pretty dismal as the Dragons Get the ball back with just 37 seconds left on the cock, uh, clock. You can text us on <laughs> double eight double three. <laughs> 20 seconds to play. Second half. Moses Sully, he's tried his hardest tonight. <laughs> Four tackle, the Dragons on halfway. And that's the siren. That is the siren. The Warriors have fallen in round one. 28 points to 16. The Dragons have done it. Not a good start for the Warriors. And not a good start for me, Steph, in my commentary career. And you could hear uh, Kempe there couldn't keep it together and I couldn't keep it together because Kempe couldn't keep together and I couldn't talk and uh, it was just carnage. And I vowed I would never say C-L-O-C-K in a rugby league match ever Ever again. again. Um, Now we're going to take one more break, Steph. I'm going to come back and and you just want to say a few words. But just before I do hand over to you, um, I want to close with a couple of final thoughts. Firstly, just want to reiterate everything we've said in the last two hours about all the helping hands here at SCNZ that keep us going. We came in over a year ago to fill a void that was left in the NZ sporting media landscape. You think about how many decades it took to build the previous entity to where it was. We're far from perfect, but we're growing each day and hopefully we're heading in the right direction. We have a lot of fun here, as you can tell. It's a good crew. I'm sure uh, we'll have an even better year review for you in 2023 I just want to give a big shout out to the listeners they're the reason why we do this all of the calls texts opinions terrible chases and vault guesses uh, you are the lifeblood of this show without you we're just talking to ourselves through a microphone Steph um, and finally to you and Keza Keza I've, I've said it before but you're sort of our little project here on afternoons you've got a very big future ahead of you and we're doing our best to steer you in the right direction have a good break mate and we'll, uh, we'll catch you in 2023 and Steph a lot of people don't quite understand how the relationship between a host and producer works especially when it's just the two of us but the truth is I spend more time with Steph than any other person in my life um, we basically joined at the hip for 8 hours a day and uh, in an arranged marriage like that, you get you get them days uh, where things don't work out. We turn our backs on one another. We argue, bicker, curse, and criticise. But what keeps us going is the shared desire to make this show sound the absolute best we can. We don't always get that right, but we do try. Some of the best moments for me haven't actually happened on air, but the chats we've had outside about life and sport, the last we shared during the air breaks and the WhatsApp messages that I pray never get leaked to Stuff or The Herald. It's been a full-on 2022, mate. I can't wait to reset and go again in 2023.